and A to Z of the Holy Land, from Arab to Zion, with Ed Kessler, founder director of the Wolf Institute. Episode 12, L for language. The linguistic relationship between Arabic and Hebrew is part of the Arab-Israeli conflict. Both parties look at the language of the other as the language of the enemy. Yasser Suleiman. A Jewish memorial service at the Western Wall, the call to prayer from the Al-Aqsa Mosque faintly resonating in the background. Countries and provinces go to great lengths to protect their language. Take the French and their fierce linguistic pride, or the Catalonian desire to gain linguistic rights from Spain, or the rise of Gaelic in Ireland. In the Holy Land, Arabic and Hebrew, both Semitic languages, are dominant Although 900,000 people speak Russian, 300,000 Judeo-Arabic, called Ladino, and 200,000 Yiddish. Semitic languages are root-based, having a similar grammar and vocabulary. Jews and Muslims in particular share a linguistic history. Medieval Hebrew poetry, for example, is a direct consequence of exposure to Arabic models. And during the same period, Arabic texts were translated by Jews, making their way into Latin and Western consciousness via Hebrew. Yet Arabic and Hebrew have not always been dominant in the Holy Land. 2,500 years ago, when the first temple was destroyed and King Nebuchadnezzar exiled the Israelites to Babylon, another Semitic language, Aramaic, had already begun to rival Hebrew, as the biblical books of Ezra and Daniel make clear. Hebrew remained a holy language and a language of prayer, but by the time of Jesus, it had been supplanted by Aramaic as the lingua franca. Jesus probably spoke Greek too, which became the common language of the Holy Land after the conquests of Alexander the Great in the 4th century BCE. Later Roman conquest did not lead to a Latinization, and Greek remained the language of the medieval Byzantine Empire. Greek-speaking Jews translated the Hebrew Bible, known as the Septuagint, which later became the definitive text for most Orthodox churches. For their part, the rabbis looked on the Greek Septuagint with disfavor, preferring the Hebrew text. A new biblical translation was undertaken in the Holy Land by the church father Jerome, who lived in Bethlehem around the 4th century. His Latin Vulgate remains the official Roman Catholic translation today. Translation, then, is one of the linguistic strategies of survival especially important when a sacred text was written many centuries earlier in a language that was no longer familiar. In more recent times, there's been much discussion about which language to speak in the Holy Land. In 1913, officials at Palestine's new Jewish university, the Technion, that is the Institute of Technology in Haifa, decided that the language of instruction would be German, which it then seemed was more civilized and would act as a bridge for the development of science. 
Yet most Jewish immigrants to Palestine from Eastern Europe at that time spoke not German, but Yiddish, a combination of German, Hebrew and Polish. Some, like future Prime Minister Golda Meir, born in Kiev but brought up in Milwaukee, chose to learn Yiddish rather than Hebrew before emigrating to Palestine in 1921. Soon, however, Hebrew became the winner in the War of the Languages, due mainly to one man's passion to recreate Hebrew as a modern language called Ivrit. Eliezer ben Yehuda founded Hebrew newspapers, edited a dictionary of modern Hebrew, and introduced new words from biblical and rabbinic resources. To show how seriously he took the revival, the only language he would speak at home was Hebrew. He predicted, The Hebrew language will go from the synagogue to the house of study, and from the house of study to the school, and from the school it will come into the home and become a living language. Eliezer ben Yehuda In 1914, Technion University changed its decision and the primary language of instruction became Hebrew. Unlike Hebrew, Aramaic, Greek or Latin, Arabic has been a constant in the Holy Land since the conquest of Umar in 637, marking the beginning of Muslim rule. It remains the mother tongue of Palestinians in Palestine as well as in Israel, but also of Bedouins and Druze, as well as some of the descendants of the 850,000 Jews who immigrated from Arab countries into Israel. The British Palestinian scholar Yassir Suleiman once told me that when he traveled in Palestine, he would always use Arabic, but never when talking with Israeli or Druze soldiers with whom he spoke English. To Suleiman, Speaking Arabic was an assertion of his Palestinian identity, while English was an instrument of situation management. Language, then, is not only a tool of communication between people, but also an expression of identity, culture and tradition. According to a recent poll undertaken by the Pew Research Center, it is the most important requisite for national identity. Our language is part of who we are. American political scientist Benedict Anderson suggested this idea went back to the printing press, an innovation which allowed people who would never meet to build an imagined community or nation through a linguistic connection with others who read the same language. In Israel, the language and culture of the majority group, Hebrew, dominates. In the neighboring countries, it is Arabic, as we discussed in A. Hebrew is a unifying factor in a diverse Jewish society, and new immigrants were often forced to relinquish their native language when they arrived. However, in practice, the monolinguistic policy did not succeed with two major groups in Israel. Palestinians, who make up over 22% of the Israeli population, as well as ultra-Orthodox Jews, at 10%. What these two groups have in common is that neither is part of the mainstream Zionist consensus. For many Israeli Jews, Arabic hardly comes into their lives. And for Arabs, Arabic has become a private, personal language that does not enter the Israeli Jewish public sphere. Similarly, most ultra-Orthodox Jews in the Holy Land, such as in the Meir Shrim neighborhood in Jerusalem, speak Yiddish and only use Hebrew for prayer and religious study because of its sanctity. Consequently, separate identities are conserved reinforced by living apart, attending different schools, and for all Arabs, and to a lesser extent, 
ultra-Orthodox Jews by the militarization of Israel. In the Holy Land, therefore, language epitomizes another power struggle between conflicting parties. As the Arab saying goes, we cannot straighten out a man's shadow when the man himself is bent. Swift's returning to nest near the Western Wall 